Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. We're reading from Proverbs 8, 1 through 11. You can read with me. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Thank you, Trish. All right, you guys may be seated and hunker down, because I'm actually pretty warm up here. I could talk for hours. Um, oh, well, no, maybe not. <laughs> I, got, I got my timer going, so I know that I'm not going to go too long. Um, if you guys have been around Loon Mountain Ministry recently, you'll know we're going through a series uh, about wisdom and a wisdom series, which is fitting. The kids' lesson was about wisdom and asking God for wisdom. And uh, right now we are in Proverbs chapter 8, as, as you guys just read. And um, it, it's interesting. I, I preached about it a couple of weeks ago. I think we were on Proverbs chapter 5. But um, the first nine chapters of Proverbs are you getting a glimpse into a chat between a father and a son. And how fitting today is Father's Day and, and the beauty of chats between a father and a son. Now, I'm pretty new to this whole father thing. My son is the dinosaur uh, that's around here somewhere. Um, and, uh, but I'm pretty new to it. But I will say one of the things that I really love, even though... I don't mind, these things are probably going to fly over, um, is, is sitting down and having a conversation with him. Now, he's 16 months, like, a lot of it's going in and out of his ear, but here's the thing, is whether you're 15 or 16 months or whether you're 15 or 16 years old, a lot goes in and out of the ears uh, of your child's and, and, those, and those conversations, and I've just heard from people who are further along in this process uh, with me. So the other day I was sitting with my son River on the front porch. We have a little swing and I was talking with him about, it was just this beautiful sunset and, and we were just, I was just chatting with him about, you know, why we want, I think he was like, he did something or had a temper tantrum and I was just talking with him about why it's good to obey, why it's good to, like how, how you know, myself and his mother cares for him and, and I felt like we had a good thing going. Um, until he uh, promptly wanted to jump off the swing and go ride himself on his skateboard. Um, and, uh, and it hit me. I was like, you know, I'm going to have thousands of conversations with my son, and 
and maybe only one of them will stick. Maybe only one of them will be that conversation that he remembers that, that he'll look back to as a life-changing conversation with his father. But I can tell you is that those thousands of conversations are important. And, and we have a tendency to believe that the most important part of our conversation with our sons, or if you're a mother and your daughters, or if you're a mentor or your mentee, um, you think that the content of your conversation is the most important thing. And while it is important, you should be careful about the words that you use because you want to share truth with, the, with, your, with your kids, with your, uh, your people that you mentor or disciple or whatever. Uh, usually it's God working in the strangest of ways at the least uh, expecting moment. So we're going to get a glimpse in to... Uh, uh, to Solomon talking with his son Rehoboam here. And so um, I wanted to hit on three primary things. Uh, is, and I'll, I'll try to keep this as brief as I can, I promise, because um, it is cold. Uh, the three things is, one, wisdom is calling. Okay, we, the, the first 11 verses are all about this, this lady wisdom calling out. And it's like, it's funny because... Solomon's been talking to his son and he's been giving him wisdom or knowledge and all these wise sayings. And, and, and now we come to this point where wisdom is like, okay, it's not just I'm going to give you information. I want you to respond to the information given, right? And I think that has a lot to do with the definition of wisdom in general, is that wisdom is different from just knowledge and understanding because wisdom is knowledge and understanding applied. Okay, so that's really important. And so wisdom is calling and it's calling and it's asking you guys and myself to respond. That's part of what's beautiful about Proverbs. So, all right, wisdom is calling. It's asking us to respond today. Okay, so, so let's come to wisdom. Okay, you're here and you're like, got it. I want I want wisdom, I want to come to wisdom, I want understanding, okay? So if we look back to the very beginning of, uh, of Proverbs, there's a verse, and you're probably familiar with it, or you've probably heard it said, or it's on bumper stickers, or anything like that. And it comes from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, is that the, um, the beginning, or sorry, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So it, it's interesting. If I'm coming to wisdom, so you're here, you're like, I want to respond. I want to come to wisdom. Is it just as simple as us learning new information and applying it? Okay, right? Because wisdom is knowledge applied, right? Is coming to wisdom as simple as just knowing some, some things about how the world works and then doing them. And one thing I will say is I do believe that Solomon, through the book of Proverbs, is trying to communicate that. Is trying to communicate wise things to do to live your life. Marcus has talked a lot about, our senior pastor has talked a lot about how Proverbs aren't promises, they're probabilities. Okay, so that's important to note. But, but living by wisdom, okay, coming to wisdom isn't, is it only just learning things and then applying them? And 
I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna push back a little bit on that being the only way to read this. Because I see some, some really, really cool parallels. Uh, and, and I wanna get to that because I believe that coming to wisdom isn't just coming to knowledge and understanding and applying them, it's actually coming to Jesus, okay? There's a, a couple early church fathers like Justin, uh, Cyprian, Origen, Arius, Athanasius, like a lot of the early church fathers and, 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 and many more believed that Jesus was the personified wisdom of God. If there was a way to define wisdom in a person, it was Jesus, okay? And I want to read a couple verses because I don't want to just tell you that and then be like, trust me, believe me, it's true, right? Um, because as I read a little bit more of Proverbs chapter 8 and then compared it to some other passages in the New Testament, I was honestly pretty astonished. So Proverbs chapter 8, it's not on your bulletins there, but it is a little later in, in Proverbs chapter 8, starting in verse 22. I'm going to go ahead and read Read this, and then I'm going to read a couple verses from the New Testament. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water. Before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills I was given birth, before he made the world, its fields, or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the foundations of the deep, or the fountains of the deep. When he gave the sea its boundaries so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. That was Solomon talking about wisdom. All right, I'm going to read John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I'm going to read Colossians 1. 15 through 17, the Son, so now this is all talking about Jesus, John chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is the beginning of all things, and in Him all things hold together. Now to Colossians 2. This is, this is easy. I just read from the Bible, and it kind of does the sermon for me. It's great. But it's the best source of knowledge, I'll be honest. You, I, I, you're going to do much better in life uh, listening to its knowledge and wisdom rather than man's. Colossians 2, verses 2 to 3. 
And this is Paul talking to the church in, in Colossae. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Then 1 Corinthians 1, verse 24. But to those God called to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. I love, I love the Bible, and I love that, that it, it clarifies itself. If you're, if you're curious or you're trying to understand a passage and you don't quite know what it means, I, I, I promise you, just keep reading. Usually it'll help give some context to what you're trying to read. And, and if, you, if you read, you know, we're in Proverbs, I just read from the New Testament. It might take a little bit of time to, to read down to 1 Corinthians from Proverbs. But, but keep reading because a lot of times it will do a great job of, of uh, interpreting itself. Okay, so Jesus, all right, I just rattled off a bunch of verses to tell you that, that I believe that Jesus is the wisdom of God. Okay, so if we're, wisdom is calling, okay, and, and we want to come to wisdom, okay, and, and then thinking back to that one verse in the beginning of Proverbs, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge. Okay? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord, one, you don't people don't fear God unless they know that He's holy and they're not. And what's beautiful is as as you come to knowledge, okay, when you come if if you learn to fear God and know that He is holy and we are not, and then you come to the knowledge of Jesus and apply what, what he is to your life, that is the beauty of what it means to come to wisdom because coming to wisdom is coming to Jesus. You guys, like this is, this is pretty simple. Like we want to come to Jesus this morning. And this passage, as you look at the front of your bulletins, is Jesus crying out, for you to come to him. I don't want to just stand up here. We at Luma Ministry don't want to stand up here and tell you a, great, a bunch of great life principles and tell you to obey them. I think you should, but ultimately, you'll never have the desire to obey any of those things unless you come to Jesus first. And so we at Loon Mount Ministry want to urge you as as this, this passage in Proverbs at chapter 8 is doing, it is crying from the streets Jesus is crying for us to come to him. So this morning, if, if you're here and, and you, you know, maybe you're just on vacation, maybe you're, you're, you're just like, wow, this is really cool, this is different, this is unique. I can tell you that these mountains, these trees, there's not a lot of birds out or flies, but uh, usually they're, they're, they're singing or they're buzzing around and they're, and they're worshiping God and they point us to the maker. And, and it's, it's Jesus working through creation to call us to him. And what's beautiful is as the word does it, as we read, it is 
calling for us to come to Jesus. So will you come? Will you come? I want to encourage you, if, if, this is, uh, if this is all new to you, if you, if you have a desire to come to know Jesus uh, today, that you, you wouldn't leave that unheard, that you would talk to a person that you came with, that you would come talk to you know, anyone who is up here or, or somebody who is greeting in the back, that you would share that. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to come uh, to, to allow yourself uh, to, to fear the Lord and begin your, your, your pursuit of Jesus, of wisdom. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So please share that with us today. I'm going to pray so we can all warm up and, uh, and be done up here. But, uh, but please, please, there's no better decision you'll ever make than to come to Jesus and come to wisdom. Lord, we thank you for your creation. We thank you for your word. We thank you that all things point to you. All things point to Jesus because Jesus is the way to know you. God, we pray for those who are here who, who either have maybe felt like they've come to Jesus many, many years ago but, but maybe need to return or, or maybe those here who've, who've never come to a knowledge and understanding of Jesus that they would, that they would know that, that one, this is the unfortunate news that we are sinners to know that, too, that you are holy and perfect, and so because of that, we can't be forgiven by you. But, Lord, you sent Jesus to die on the cross on our behalf to forgive us of our sins, and, and the Bible teaches that, that all we need to do is to turn to Jesus, to respond to the call of Jesus, and to put our faith in him, and we might be healed, we might be forgiven, Lord, we thank you for that good news today. And I pray that we would leave here sharing that good news with everyone we come in contact with. We love you, Lord, and we trust you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.